The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey fellow fit nerds, this is Monica Ellis with Superheroes Nutrition. So I'm here today to let you know in terms of maybe getting in shape, you love superheroes, you need a change in your life. I really want you guys to check us out. We have an Instagram, it's Superheroes Nutrition. I'm Wonder Woman on there um, and I'm here to set the example for individuals who need a change in their life. Everybody needs some motivation. Everybody needs some inspiration. Check out our page. We have superhero workouts. We're going to be launching um, a brand new fit kit pretty soon. And we have a YouTube channel. So please check that out. Um, my email is monica at superheroesnutrition.com. So like I said, if you're looking for a change, you want to get fit, and you need some extra push in the right direction, then this is the cert- um, certainly the place to get started. Thanks so much. This is Hood Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well because your beard deserves it. Johnny Max, joined as always with Dan Garcia, and this is another edition of the All Angels Podcast for the week of September 7th, uh, 2017. Um, before we actually get going, I want to announce that we are on Google Play now, so not only can you find us on iTunes, but if you have an Android phone and you want to go ahead and listen to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe, uh, do what you do on, uh, on Android, uh, Google Play, just search uh, All Angels Podcast or Halo Haven. And you will get us there. Same thing on iTunes. If you haven't already subscribed and you're listening to us on Spreaker.com, go ahead and subscribe to iTunes if you haven't or on Google Play. Get it downloaded directly to your phone and you won't even have to worry about hitting any links or anything like that. So that's an announcement on our end. As far as the Angels are concerned, uh, last week we talked about the acquisitions of Justin Upton and Brandon Phillips. So far, Daniel, what are your thoughts on these uh, acquisitions? Kind of what our record is at during the month, 50-50. Um, you know, Upton and Phillips have been, I guess, a good part of the team. But it's been the older guys, the guys that have been on the team for the season that have stepped up in that time. So I don't know if it's cause and effect where are they getting better pitches now because those guys are in the, the new guys are in the lineup or, mm-hmm. or what. But, um, you know, it's a little up and down. Uh, Phillips is doing is you know struggling a little bit. Upton's doing, doing good. Um, you know, it's just 
they have to kind of find their way, I'm guessing, but it's still early. Yeah, too too early to tell, but I mean, why not have a guy like Brandon Phillips at second base every day? I mean, he's already had a couple of sick plays there at second base. Um, offensively, I mean, every time I've seen him, he's gotten a hit in the game. You know, he's like one yeah. for four, one for five. Um, he's struggling a little. Bit. He's at he's at a one eighty eight batting yeah. average since since the okay. since the uh, acquisition. And then and, uh, and Justin making a few errors in the outfield. People are so a lot of people that I've seen on social media have kind of been calling for his head. Why did we trade Maven? Maven's hitting home runs now. But um, I I tend to be real realistic and look at the numbers and go, yeah, I'd rather pick Upton on our team rather than Maven. I'm not saying that Maven wasn't uh, good for us or didn't do good for us or isn't doing good in Houston. But you put these two guys in front of me. Right. Ten times out of ten, I'm picking Justin Upton to be in the lineup yeah, every day. And Upton's actually not doing bad offensively. He's batting a three hundred three since, like again, since the acquisition. He's on base for uh, four eighty four. So with the high on base percentage, it kind of shows that the teams that we're playing are showing him some kind of respect. So he's not going to have the high RBI, the high home run totals, just because he's not been able to put the ball in play. They're usually walks or you know, right. reaching on the air or stuff like that. But you know. Um, like I said before, Crone and Albert have been kind of picking up that slack, but he's been getting on. I think yeah. that's the main thing you need. Yeah, and you said it. Albert Pujols has been an RBI machine in the last, like, I would just say the last month, even the whole year. But, yeah, these last two weeks, it's like every time he comes up there, he finds a way to get a hit, even if it's a base hit up the middle. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, he's not hitting home runs right now, blah, blah, blah. But, dude, a true test of a true hitter is being up there down in the count most of the time. He's down two uh one uh, one and two, and then somehow finds a big part of the field, gets a hit, gets an RBI when we need a run scored. So it's like, damn, every time he's up there, he's getting to, driving in a run. So um, it has to help that you have a guy like Upton hitting in front of you, along with Mike Trout. Right, because you know? there's a good chance because both guys, um, you know, Trout, same thing for the last month. So, you know, the last 10 days or so, um, he's on base half the time. His his. His batting average is a little bit lower than average. He's at batting at 286, but his on-base percentage is at 516. Yeah. That's so he's on base half the time. Getting it done. So between him and Upton, there's a good chance both these guys are going to be on base when Albert comes up. Mm -hmm. And so now a single will get you definitely one home from second. You know, yeah. if anything deeper than that, they'll probably end up getting two home. Right. So it only benefited Albert because, like you said, he's been on some kind of tear yeah. the last 10 games because, remember, he didn't play right. um, Wednesday morning. Um so before the that, the ten games before that, he has two home runs, fourteen RBIs, and is batting four oh five in what, ten games. Do you have uh, Albert's uh, on base percentage in front of you? In that him? meantime, yeah, I don't have it in the meantime, but it's he's not walking as much. He, but he's on base. He's on like base because he's hitting. Yeah, yeah, because of his hitting and stuff like that. But like I said, you know, you like the the production of putting the ball in play mm -hmm. because of the fact when you put the ball in play, you're more likely to. Um, you know, to knock someone in. That's what Trout's kind of going through right now. Great on base percentage, but he doesn't have any RBIs and no home runs because he's not getting that opportunity because he's walking. So, right. you know, there might be a Phillips or there might be someone in that nine hole that's gone base, but he's not able to knock him in because they're walking him more than more than half the time. But um, yeah, so it, it's just been kind of an up and down uh, month. You know, one week they look, or one day they look super great, and then the next one they are really struggling so yeah um yeah albert's on base percentage in that 10 10 game period uh it's up around 400 up around a little bit above uh let me get the exact number here yeah that's 447 is his on base percentage so you know he's getting on base also but he's also able to uh get some hits and and drive in some runs yeah and and him being on the bases you know we've already talked about how he looks when he runs like he's carrying a piano it looks like Sosha can beat him in a race we've heard it all and you know we 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 saw a couple of um, posts on on Halo Haven about uh, people being upset that they give Albert a day off. How are you going to give this guy a day off? And we need to win every game. He's been on tear lately, and I think you and I agree, Daniel, where he's been on base so long, so much, already having foot uh, problems in the past, um, and then he fell the ball off of his foot the Shit, other yeah. day, and it's like, okay, why not give him a day off now in a day game? And then a day off today. Uh, he needed a day off, guys. He's been he's been on base a lot, extra inning games. Um, I mean, it can be good for his legs, right? I mean, right. you need to give find a way to get a, the guy a day off. Right, and his, his run. I mean, he scored five runs himself, so that means he's running all the way around. 
Yeah. The base pads. It's not like he's getting up to first. Okay, then he might. Sometimes, yeah, but there's been a couple times where he's gone to second. He's gone to third, and it's just. It's. I mean, a guy yeah. like Pujols who's struggling with foot problems and, and leg, you know, lower part of his body problems. Um, it's hard for him. You know, that's that, you're asking a lot for 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 a guy that's not used to running. And you know, people are saying, well, he's a DH. He's not even on the field. And, yeah, but. We've already, you know, we already know how slow he is and what, he's achy. So, you know, give him a day off. I wasn't bothered by the day off. You had to give it to him eventually. Why not today? Yeah, you have three. They, The Angels have, you know, including today, we're recording this on, on Thursday the 7th. Um, but including today, they have two more off days next Monday and then the Monday after that, the 18th. So the 11th and 18th are the last two off days. So I'm guessing... You know, the 18th stretch, depending on where they are after that, when they come back on the 19th, there's a very good chance he's going to play all the way through for the last two weeks. You know, this might be his last day off with, you know, when there's a game playing. So why not when it's the last place team? Yeah, you would like to bring home a W, but a lot of times that's not on one individual player to do that. So Yeah, and, and you know, it, those two games they played before that against Oakland were just... Oh my God! Heart attacks waiting to happen. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. I don't even know what to watch. Like either to watch or change the channel. <laughs> I'm like, come on, you know. And so, you know. And then, and then, yeah, long games. They, they seem to go forever. And then the series against Texas before that, same, same thing. You know, long, just drawn out games. Um, the Angels are three and three since we last recorded. So 500. Um, that's. In all likely, maybe it's not going to get it done and get us in the playoffs, but there's still enough games to where, you know, at least we're keeping ourselves right there within a game, game and a half, half game. We took the lead for the second spot for a while there. Yeah. We need to maintain, we need to go on a bit of a roll, kind of, you know, where we right. knock around like three or four in a row and not lose two or three in a series. But, you know what, I mean, uh, other than, other than, you know, the three and three record that we've had since we last recorded. The other big news, other than Upton and, and uh, Phillips, is uh, return of Garrett Richards to the rotation. He only threw a few innings, but I don't think he looked too bad. He was limited to fifty pitches. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I no. I, yeah, I mean, he could have probably stayed out there another inning or two, but yeah. they just didn't want to push it. Why? You know, push it. He, I mean, he did. He goes. He goes three and a third. Um, one run, one walk, three Ks. Uh, again, 52 pitches, so it's right in that, that pitch count uh, limit that they gave. Um, so, yeah, so going into the game, you knew it was going to be 50 pitches or three innings, you know, kind of what came first. So he's right around that, you know, like to, like to see him get into the fourth inning. You know, hopefully that's something to build on. Hopefully they maybe stretch him out again next time he starts. I think they said either on, I think they said on Tuesday. Tuesday, I believe, because Monday's an off day. Um, hopefully, like to see him push maybe to like the seventy pitch limit there, seventy five, somewhere around there, so you can, you know, gradually see his pitch count going up. But yeah, so that was a big thing because that was the long way to return. But I, I believe, like, like you said, he kind of he did what he had to do. He came out, yeah, get one run, but look, it, it's going to be a process getting him back because you can already tell by the limits that are already on him from the the manager in the front office. Yeah, and. What I was more impressed than anything was it looked like he was throwing hard. Right. There was a few times where he threw that slider and it looked nasty. Like it was like, okay, that's awesome. And that's good to see. Whenever a guy comes back from an injury like that, who's, he's been out pretty much a whole year, and for him to come back and throw really hard, really loose, it was good. It was. I was impressed to a certain point. I was like, okay, I, I, you know, I can see him moving forward. You know, um, Again, I'm not holding my breath on that, but anything we can get from Gary Richards – uh, that's positive. I'm taking it. Yeah, that's the kind of guy that when his stuff is on, you can throw him out there in a clutch situation. Yeah, definitely. And, and then for me watching the game, something I took away from it, and I don't know if it was a game plan going in or if it was just kind of what happened, but especially early, him knowing that he's going to be on some kind of count, it seemed earlier he was pitching to contact instead of trying to pitch a strike out a guy. Right. Because I believe that first inning he only threw like five or six pitches. Right. So he was working quick. He was staying in the strike zone. Sometimes I think he try to get a little too cute and tries to, you know, his stuff is so good that he tries to start it in the zone and work it out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, if if it gets away from him, it's a wild pitch, if, you know, or he walks a guy. It seemed like he trusted his movement on the stuff where he started in the zone and then let it move in the zone, but was thinking that they're not going to get a solid piece of wood on it and was right. able to put it in play and was able to. Um, you know, uh, 
get quick outs, get, you know, five pitch innings, yeah. seven pitch innings, ten pitch innings, something quick, because I think for him to be really, really successful, I think it's going to come down to that. You know, maybe go a little further away from being the strikeout dominant pitcher right. he was and pitch the contact, pitch the ground balls. Like you said, that slider is nasty. If, if, yeah. I don't care if you start it on one end of the base and it goes to the other side of the base. The plate, it, there's not a lot of players that are going to be able to put a solid piece of contact on it and, and drive it through the gap or anything like that. A lot of times you're going to foul it off or they're going to um, get some kind of, you know, uh, ground ball. You ground, know, ball ground ball more than likely. Exactly. Yeah. And if you can get through that and... and Keep your pitch count down. Keep your, you know, keep your your guys behind you more in, invested in the game. I think that will work for him as far as long term. So that's yeah. something that I will be personally looking out for. See if he gets too cute and tries to strike right. everyone out, or is more like I want to pitch the contact, right. put the ball in play. I have a great defense behind me, and yeah. they will make plays happen. And and you're right. I mean, other than I mean that slider is nasty, but everything he throws moves. And right, it moves exactly. It's hard. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a uh, Greg Maddox, Jared Weaver. And no, this thing's Pretty moving. Hard. This thing's cutting. Um, I guess really what he needs to work on is getting the ball down in the zone. Right. Ground balls, ground balls all day. And you trust in your fastball. If a guy catches it, a guy catches it. But it moves so much that you can, A, on a two, on a 0-2 count, you can maybe elevate the fastball a little bit, try to get it by him real right. quick. Right, especially and, if it's like an 0-2, yeah. 1-2 right. count. They're going to swing it. Then if not, A, work your slider in the mid, towards the low middle of the plate, try to get a ground ball. Like you said, pitch the contact. And that will definitely alleviate a lot of the arm issues that he has. Exactly, on. yeah. Obviously, because then you're not throwing as many pitches in the mm-hmm. count. So that's common he sense. He gets deeper into games, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like we'll talk about it later, but give that bullpen maybe a, a day off or so right. or something like that, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was going to move on to there is the bullpen. Um, look, I we've struggled in the last few games, and but at, at the same time, we've won games where the bullpen had to pitch. I mean, we're talking about Richards. He only pitched three and a third of inning. We had to use well, a Yeah, you but know? say, but even what was that one game where they end up using 12 different pitchers? As so a time, major league record? Well, now it's tied between Boston, but Boston yeah. played 19 innings. Wow, so. that, yeah, yeah, 19. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's crazy to think about all the, I forgot the exact stat, but I was watching the game on Tuesday and they showed the pitchers, yeah, the starting pitchers, uh, Innings pitch in the bullpen, and the bullpen had like another five or six innings more oh, over the certain time stretch, and it's it's going to wear you down. I don't care how well yeah. of a bullpen you have, it's you know, and a lot of these guys, and we're kind, of, you were we were texting back and forth. It's like, oh man, is our like we're throwing it around? Is it that they're going through a bad stretch, or is it that they're gassed? I, you know, it has to be a little bit of both. But then again, we're looking at guys now that we haven't even seen the whole season. Blake Wood, Noe Ramirez, or Ramirez, right? Yeah, uh, Blake the, Wood, uh, Scribner coming in in situations in the bullpen now, you know. Fernando Salas, who, I mean, his, was pitching with the Mets, but wasn't in our bullpen. So we're seeing guys that we hadn't seen all year in situations where we kind of need you to get outs. Right. You know, and and it's going to happen. I mean, for the most part, the Angels' bullpen all season long has been really effective. Right. So now we're hitting a kind of where it's like, well, <laughs> the guy comes in like Blake Wood the other day. Came in, struck out two guys in clutch situation. Came out for another inning. Yeah, two quick of, outs. I was kind of on the, on yeah. the edge about that. I was got two why. quick outs and then bam, bam, bam. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know. Um, I don't know really. I, I'm not going to pinpoint it's at their gas or it's at yeah, they, they got a stretch where it's, you know, they're bad stretch. I throw my hands up in there. I don't, I can't answer that question. I think, you know, I think part of it too is the usage throughout the whole season because I just looked up like our three I would say some of our three key guys would be Blake Parker Petit and Cam okay. um, you know I kind of looked at both games pitched and innings pitched uh, Blake Parker for example he's already at 65 games pitched this season his previous high before coming into this season was 49 Ooh. and then you look at innings pitched right now he's at 61 at his career high again same year as the 40, uh, 49 games pitched in 13 uh, was forty six and a third. Oh yeah, he's way. So over. he's way over his career, <clears throat> his yeah. career um, record, if you want to say career high. And same thing with Petit. Petit's a little different because he was a starter for a little bit. Starter too. So yeah. so his innings aren't where his uh, where his high is, his personal high is, but his his games are. Yeah. He's pitched in fifty games before that in two thousand fifteen. He's his high was forty two games. You know, and then this doesn't take into account how many times do these guys get up, warm up, 
Yeah. Something happens. Okay, cool. Go sit down. Oh, wait. Something happened. Get up again. Warm up again. Yeah. And go now. Go sit down. So there's a lot of that going on back and forth. And same thing with Cam. You know, granted he was a little injured this year, but he's getting really, really close to his career highs in games and innings pitched. Games pitched. He's at 39 right now. Career high is 45. So it's a good chance he's probably yeah, going to reach that. I'll get it. Yeah. And same thing with his innings pitch. His innings pitch right now is 37. His career high is 40 and a third. Yeah, he's getting. So that. he's. All these main guys that you're looking for, and not to mention uh, Middleton, he's mm-hmm. a rookie. He doesn't have a career high. This is right. all new to him. Yeah. You know, so between those four players, all these guys are going to be at career highs, and so you have to lean on this bull or on these starters to at least get you at least five, six, seven would be great. But going out in the third inning, going out in the second inning, yeah. you know, Richards aside because of the health issues, but. Everyone else that's getting out bumped super early, it, it, it's not helping the bullpen that was really your strength at the beginning of the year, middle yeah. of the year. It's not helping at all. Yeah, it's it's uh, the pitching staff, the starting rotation really needs to start working those innings pitch now because, <laughs> you know, we're getting to that point now late in the season where now, now these guys that are coming in in these situations are auditioning for possibly an October role, right. October playoff spot. Um I have to, you know, I was impressed with Ramirez. Noe Ramirez came in and, and man. Yeah, I don't know where he came from because I haven't, yeah. He got picked up from, I believe, I don't remember who, but he's a Cal State Fullerton guy. Yes, I saw that, yeah. Um, I want to say we picked him up off of like, oh, I can't think of it off the top. I remember when Boston. we got him. Was it Boston? Boston. Yeah. And I love the movement on his slider. He's, mm-hmm. oh man, that thing was nasty. He went in there and shut down the door the other day. There were no outs runners on second and third, and he came in and got the job done. Fairly young, 27 years old. So yeah, so it's not, you know. not an older kid. But yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. But, and that's part of the, the what helps teams out around this time. You bring up these pitches that no one's ever seen. There's no scouting report. Yeah, that. so. So, I mean, at that part, it will help, you know, the, the Angels and the bullpen issues because. You know, there's no scouting report on, on half these guys because half these guys maybe had a cup of coffee in the majors. Right. So you're just throwing what they have, and these guys are kind of figuring it out on the fly. So, you know, yeah, he's been a really good um, little acquisition for yeah. the Angels this year because, like you said, he, he, he's been putting some couple bases loaded, uh, one or two outs. Hey, you got to go out there and pitch. But, yeah, he's been in four games so far, and his, you know, his ERA is zero, so there's nothing yeah. better you can do about that. And, you know, uh, another guy, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. We, it was in the big deal. We talked about Fernando Salas. He came in and pitched a couple of good innings here and there, you know. That's the kind of guys that we need down the stretch now where it's like, okay, let's go to Noe Ramirez. Let's go to Fernando Salas. In yeah, situations he, where guys are getting, you know, pitching the, the starter is out in the third inning, you got to go to you have to go to Salas. You have to go to, to Noe Ramirez. you got to go to Blakewood and, and you know, like I said, these guys are, hey, I'm, I'm here right now. I'm going to help the team win. I'm going to try to make, if we make the playoffs, I want to be on that on that roster. You right. know? And, and every, everyone was kind of like, oh, Sauce, oh, Sauce. Because I saw some of the posts and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, four games, a 1.69 ERA. Granted, it's a really small sample, but he's only going to have a small sample because he's yeah. only probably going to be up here for this, you know, October, yeah. um, September run. And then, yeah, if he pitches well, then maybe you find a place for him in October. Right. But first things first, he has to kind of hold his weight now. And I think to this point, he has. Yeah, and he came in. I think he pitched in uh, one of the extra inning games. Yeah, and he actually he, got the win. One, two, three. I mean, he got done yeah. with that Rolanda. I think it was, a, was it the, the day game against the Rangers or was uh, it game against Oakland? Probably Oakland. Oakland, he got the win. So and it was one, two, three, like, like that. And, it, and I just was so impressed with that inning. I was like, man. And then we came back and scored that next inning, and the door was shut, and we yeah, won. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's the game he won uh, yeah. against Oakland. And then the very next day, he comes out and pitches two innings against Oakland also. Yeah. So it's like you're getting good innings, but you're also getting uh, high-pressure leverage innings too. Yeah. So that's something definitely you want. And that's a guy with experience, guys. Like, again, everyone bragged about Salas, oh, whatever, whatever. This guy was a closer in Seattle, was a world champion in, not Seattle, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. World champion in St. Louis, helped that St. Louis team, was key, was pivotal in the eighth innings in that championship team. I, I, I love the pickup only because he's able to pass his experience on to the younger guys. Yeah, and don't uh, don't underestimate the the mental aspect of it. Going from the Mets where they weren't going anywhere, they're struggling, they're they're training yeah. a lot of their key players, now to being in the middle of a hunt, mm-hmm. maybe gets the adrenaline pumping a little bit more, he's a little more invested. Um, you know, because these people, these guys are human too, you know, when you're, when you're really close to something that you're working, working for, you know, whether it be the playoffs or whether it be like a World Series, he can definitely maybe find that extra gear and so you know i never tried count out anybody until they're actually put in the situation like like he has been the last week right right okay so 
before we get going on other stuff, because I, I some of these questions kind of we have a we have I posted on the Halo Haven uh, page on Facebook that we have a email account that you guys can go ahead and email you know your questions your comments to and it's allangelspodcast at gmail.com allangelspodcast at gmail.com and we quickly received three emails so I want to get to these because a lot of these questions are kind of have to do with what right. we're talking about uh, this one's from Rob Lastings and he said how's it going guys. He said he went on a All Angels podcast binge today since he discovered us through the Halo Haven fan page on Facebook. So follow Halo Haven on Facebook. He said, so headed down the stretch, we have a fairly tough schedule. Can we sustain the pace we have been on considering the last few games we have played? Can they keep back? Can they keep coming back and staying games the way they have been realistically? Uh, Raw from Tupelo, Mississippi. What do you think, Dan? Can, I mean, we, we kind of touched on it quickly but when I read you the, the email, but... I mean, it's it's it, the schedule. Things and play a big part in it because we do have 22 games left: six against Houston and Seattle, four against Chicago, three against Texas, and three against Cleveland. Cleveland right now is killing everybody. Yeah, so Seattle's no walk in the park. Either. Yeah, so I mean, besides Chicago, Chicago's the only team that where you you think to yourself we should, should we should win that. I mean, they're 54 and 84 right now, so it's not yeah. like they're really playing for anything. They have a lot of young guys to try and get reps, but everyone else that you're playing. Houston, Seattle, Cleveland, and Texas. They're either A, like in Cleveland and Cleveland and Houston, they're trying to get that number one spot right. for home field. Right. Um, Texas and Seattle are just trying to play for the, the same boat the, the Angels are. So it's not going to be easy. Um, honestly, I think they're going to have to be playing a little better than they have been yeah. just because um, all the other teams, like the Twins, have been. Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore's right behind, right behind the Angels. So, you know... I know another, we'll probably get to it later, but Fangraph got, you know, had our... Yeah, and I could read that now. Yeah, I actually have it up. This is from Jeffrey Johnson, uh, fan of the show, fan of Halo Haven. He, he frequently uh, asks questions on our uh, Instagram feed. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, what's up? Facebook Live or uh, Instagram Live, what's up? Um, Jeff's uh, question is, as of last night, Fangraphs has the Angels' probability of playoff appearance or wild card game appearance at 32%. Concerning what you guys saw from this ball club in the last week, what would your personal projection percentages be? Thanks, as always, for bringing Angels fans together. Have a great one. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, I don't know if I can put a percentage on it. Um, I mean, it all goes back to... Oh, that pitching staff has to... Uh, has to perform. Yeah, the, the rotation has to yeah. give us innings and keep us in games. If we're going to really have a shot of making it to that second wild card spot. That first wild card spot is in distance too, but the, the the starting rotation needs to put it together, give us at least six innings of, you know, what is it, quality starts. Right. We need quality starts from these guys. As far as a percentage goes, oh man, I can't give you a number. I don't know I don't know if you got a number. I mean the thirty percent thirty one percent, thirty two percent that he was referring to, I think that's fairly accurate because they are kind of in that third place. You know what I mean? Because you look at the Yankees, they're, the Yankees are around 80% that they're going to make a wild card, which they should. The Yankees should be able to make the wild card, whether it's in that first spot or that second spot like we were talking about. But the biggest thing is the Twins. The Twins aren't losing. Yeah, you know what I mean? But this game is so weird just in general. Baseball is so weird in general. Teams can go on a big, big bend, like either a big win streak or a big losing streak really quickly. I mean, look at the Dodgers, for example. They were... Running away with everything, and now they've lost, uh, what, like nine out of the last ten. Diamondbacks have railed off 12 straight almost. So, you know, it's going to come down to, again, same thing we kind of been talking, or I've been talking about the last couple weeks. It's kind of whoever that team is that's going to go on that first big uh, winning streak. Yeah. You know, you kind of hope it's coming, it's coming, someone that could put six, seven games together. Um, So, you know, it's it's hard that 31%, 32% they were talking about seems about right. Um... But there's so much that needs to happen in front of you, too, with the Twins losing. Um, you know, they're playing the Royals this weekend, so you kind of hope the Royals can help them out because the Royals are again. But even then, yeah, if the Royals the win, if the Royals go on a streak and take the Twins out of it, now you got to worry about the Royals yeah. coming from behind you and 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 beating some and, and taking the spot away from you because now they're on a streak. I mean, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys, seven teams. You got seven teams that are in compete, are within. Three and a half games of that last playoffs or last wild card spot. So 
the Rays could get on a hot streak, and the next thing you know, they take that second wild card. And they did. They went on a hot streak there. They, you know, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of things that need to happen. Yeah, and, and again, a lot of these teams are kind of just mediocre. None of them are, are so much better than the team behind them or the team in front of them that they can run away with it. Like, right. right. It, it might literally come down to that last weekend in Anaheim where the Angels are going to play against Seattle. Cool. You know, so, I mean, for as a fan... That seems legit. Like, cool. I got tickets to that Saturday game. I hope it means something, you know. And if that Sunday game comes down to it, I'm gonna try to get tickets to that. And then there might be a playing game on Monday. There might we there. There's a good chance the Angels could be tied with the Twins, Orioles, Yankees, one of those teams. And they need a playoff game and a playing game on Monday. So it, it everything's such a big cluster. But the but getting back to the original question, they do need to play better. Yeah. Three and three. You know, 500 is not going to win them the wild card. No. It's not going to uh, push them ahead because they need to go on a kind of like what we were talking about in the, in the month of uh, August. They were about four or five games above 500. And I think that's kind of where they need to be at the end of this month. They need to be five or six games above 500 to realistically get in that second wild card spot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's again, I'm not. I mean, ooh, five. Yeah. They need to do better than 500. Okay, last question from our uh, email account is from Mike Vigil. And I'll read this whole uh, question or comment. He said, a show about the Angels, sweet. I'm an Angels fan here in New York City, so there's little to no coverage of the Angels, womp womp. Anyway, so if the Angels do make it into October, what are the chances that they do continue on to the ALDS, ALCS, or World Series? World Series. Honest opinion, guys. It's okay. I can take it. I say we're one and done. Don't murder me. That pitching staff. Dot dot dot. What are your take? What's your take on that? No, and again, that same thing. The teams are so hot, hot and cold. You have a team. You know, again, since the last podcast, you have a team, an offense that's hit, that's scoring seven runs a game, an average seven runs a game since you know last week. But on the flip side, you got a defense, a pitching staff that's given up six and a half runs per game. So it's like. You know, you got to figure out what what is going to be, you know, what's going to work. What's, what team's going to show up. If the Angels play to their potential, to where we've seen them play before last month or, you know, a couple weeks ago, there's a good chance they can make a good run at the division. You know, the ALS, they're probably going to play Houston. You know, and Houston's always tough, especially in that ballpark where you get the ball up at all. It's going yeah. to carry, and a lot of times it's going to be out. Um but, you know, divisional opponents, you see each other. There's not that fear factor where if you go to, and again, kind of looking forward, if you get to the um, championship series, you're probably going to play Cleveland. And Cleveland is, has, you know, starting pitching, has great offense, has now has a ML, uh, MVP con- uh, contender. Um, but, you know, it's going to see what, what team shows up. Like, I hate to be the kind of guy, oh, well, we have to wait and see. Like, I, I don't feel comfortable predicting... You know, this is going to happen or that's going to happen because this team is so up and down. If the team was consistent one way or the other, then it would be easy. Like, yeah, yeah, look at the numbers. They're going to be like this. But for every time they go out and give up 10 runs, there's probably two or three games where they've given up three runs. So yeah, yeah. it's just very up and down. I, I boil it down to if Tyler Skaggs can be an effective starter, if Andrew Heaney can be an effective starter, it's a starting rotation. Yep. Um, you need a guy like Heaney. You need a guy like Skaggs to be the guy. You know now they're now they're getting to the point where they've pitched three, four, five games. Okay, let's let's get it going. Let's rev it up a little more. You need. Um, I sound like a broken record, but the starting rotation needs to give you quality starts from here on out. Really, you, you need. I, and we'll touch on this. You said it. Uh, Matt Shoemaker's out for the season. Looks like J.C. Ramirez is out for the season, for the season yeah. as well. We don't have those guys now. So now, okay, we got to look to Skaggs, Heaney, Richards to yeah. rev it up, dude. Your, your, their rotation is pretty much set for the rest of the year, barring an injury. Oh, gosh. But it's 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 going to be, you know, a Skaggs, a Heaney, a Richards, a Bridwell, Bridwell, and Alaska. Those are your five guys. Yeah. Those are the five guys that are, they're, they're going and hopefully they can get to uh, get the playoffs with. But, you know, how much do you trust those five guys? You know, Nolasco's obviously had his big struggles in the home run department. Um, you know, Haney and Skaggs are still kind of trying to work back, but you expect them to take a step forward. Haney seems, until that last start, again, it's, it's just, everyone's last start is kind of shaky, except for Nolasco, which is kind of weird. Um, 
So you got Richards coming back. Bridwell got lit up again. So you're kind of just trying to figure out what guy's going to show up in what game. You know, you got you got Astros at home. You got Texas at home. You got Cleveland at home. Then you got Astros again away. Astros ballpark, like we said before, is known as a hitter's ballpark. Anything really that's hit somewhat hard and, and in the air is going to carry, and it might be a home run. Um, Chicago, I believe it's more of a pitcher-friendly park. And then, too, you got, again, the last game, or last series is at home. So what you do have going for you is that you, it looks like you're going to have more pitcher-friendly ballparks because Angel Stadium is considered pitcher-friendly than you would hitter-friendly. And I think at that, this point, this is what that's what we need is – any kind of little advantage like that that the Angels could use. Right. Well, I mean, again, to answer your question, Mike, we're I guess we're not really going to answer the question. We got to wait and see. And I'm, I'm with Daniel on that. We just we first things first, and it has to just we have to take care of what we need to take care of right now in order for us to get to an ALDS, to an ALCS, or even a World Series. A team can get hot. This team offensively. We see can what they can hot, do. Yeah. yeah, we see what they can do. So they, it can keep it, the offense will keep us in games for sure. So you know, I mean, you can catch fire. Any every team catches fire, and you just never know. What do they say? Catch lightning in a bottle. That can happen. You just never know. So you know, hate to not fully answer your question, Mike, <laughs> but that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one to answer. Okay, so moving along, we posted a question. Question. Then. Then. As we do every week, and I'll let you take care of this one, Daniel, because you're the one that posts it. Um, so, yeah, so for new listeners, um, we try to post a question every week, every Monday, um, on our Halo Haven uh, Twitter account. So it's Halo underscore Haven on Twitter, and then our Halo Haven uh, fan chat page um, on Facebook. It's You type in Halo Haven. It's a closed group. You put in a request, and then Chris or I will, you know, uh, approve you. And then it's just a place where people can talk about what's going on in baseball, what's going on with the Angels, what's going on at the game at the time. But anyway, so the poll question this week was, and I kind of thought about it because last week they had a game on FSN, right. their Saturday game. Right. And then you see it on ESPN a handful of times throughout the year, and same thing with FSN. So I was just wondering what people think about where do you as a person individually like to listen to the game at? Is it... Your choices were Fox Sports, uh, Fox Sports West, which is their flagship carrier that carries probably like I would say ninety percent of their games. Mm-hmm. Um, AM eight thirty. So I gave the radio because I know some people rather listen to on the radio because of nostalgia or they like the people that do the radio better than the TV guys. Um, ESPN and then FS one. So with everyone's votes, and we had over a hundred votes, which was our highest we've had since we started doing this a couple weeks. But um, you know, Fox Sports West, the flagship was about fifty fifty four percent. Um, AMA 30 was 44%, and then ESPN and uh, FS1 were both uh, one, 1% each. So, no surprise there. I knew kind of where it was going to go, so that's why I put the AMA 30 in there to kind of split the hometown bias kind of. Right. But, you know, it, it makes sense. You, you, you get comfortable with the set of, of announcers, and you want to go to them. You see them every day, or you hear them every day, and you feel comfortable doing that. Um, me personally, I've, I voted for FS or uh, Fox Sports West because, like I said, it's cool that you see the guys every day. Yeah. But I, I don't mind because people just don't like it at all when you go to ESPN or they go to FS1. I kind of like the ESPN broadcast every once in a while because of new announcers. They kind of give you a new new look on what they're seeing. And then, two, the technology, and I don't know if Fox Sports West doesn't have technology for it, but the uh, imprinted strike zone on the screen, I kind of like having that instant gratification where it's like, oh, that ball was there. Oh, that ball was there. You know, every once in a while on FSN, they're like, or FS uh, Fox Sports, they'll be like, "Oh, that was way outside." And I'm like, "Was it? I, I couldn't tell." And then you yeah. know, sometimes they show it. It's like, "Okay, maybe it wasn't that outside as they originally thought." But right. at least with the ESPN, you can see right away. And if they say that was high, then you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that was high," or "That was in or out," or whatever. Yeah, it, you know, I, me being an Angel fan my whole life, I, I can go back to like my earliest memories of me, like 1986. So that's that's a ways back. But I, you know, the Angels really. I wasn't around for the Dick Enberg era. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the Angels aren't really a team that has had that one iconic figure. A steady figure, yeah. Right, like a Vince Scully or uh, Harrelson over in Chicago. Eubanks uh, and... Uh, yeah, uh, what's his name over? Uh, Kerry over in... Uh, Chicago. Chicago. And Euchre. Then you Euchre in, in uh, Milwaukee. You had a guy from Atlanta. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the Angels never really had that. I mean, we had that in Physioc and Hugger for a while. They, I remember they, they did games for at least 10 years, but they weren't, I wouldn't say they were an iconic figure. Um, Terry Smith's been doing the games on the radio since 2002. And I, and I heard that a lot. I heard yeah. people say they just listen to the radio where they might have the TV on, they might and, mute it, and then they might be playing the radio in the back because they prefer the older Terry Smith who's yeah. been there for a while, right. who... You know, and he does a wonderful job. I listen to the, yeah. I listen to the radio. I listen you to know, it too. At, yeah. You know, especially during the day game when I'm at work, I right. put it on. And no, and he does a wonderful yeah. job. So I, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't so blame I mean, him at all. so to me, I, I you know, I we've been through. Uh, Chris can attest to this. I mean, Bob Starr, Mario and Pemba, uh, Ken Brett and Ken Wilson on the Channel Five broadcast. Um, but personally, I picked F, uh, Fox Sports West. I don't mind Gooby. I don't mind no, Victor. They get a lot of flack from a lot of fans. I don't know why. Honestly, I think they do a decent job. People say, "Oh, they talk too much about pitching," but they were both pitchers. I mean, whatever. And, you know, I think I find it. I find them fine. I, I don't feel like they're doing a bad job. I think they do a great job. Um, like you said, Terry Smith does a great job on the radio. Mm-hmm. Mark Langston was my favorite pitcher growing up as a kid. Mark and I, I even pitched like Mark Langston. I had a high leg kick and everything. So. Mark Langston does a great job. His insights are awesome. So I listen to the radio when I have to listen to the radio. But obviously, I, I, when it's on TV, if it's on Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports West or on ESPN, I had to choose between the three. I'm choosing Fox Sports West. But like you said, I don't mind going over to ESPN, checking out what the announcers have to say because they're guys that are on the East Coast. I want to know what they right. what their feelings is on the Angels. You know, when John Smoltz or when the game's on MLB Network and, right. you know, you get Bob Costas' uh, – you know, insights. That's it's cool to hear somebody other than the guys you hear every day. But yeah, nine times out of ten, I'll pick Fox Sports West. So I I don't mind anybody else, but Fox Sports West is my thing. So yeah. just adding to what you guys are saying, uh, John talked about a little bit back in the day. You could only watch games on KTLA if if the game was sold out, game was sold out mm-hmm. they probably put out a schedule of you know 20 something games a year yeah. so i don't think the kids these days will ever know the true struggle of watching games <laughs> they don't because i don't know about you chris we're very similar and you know we're right there in age too so in our fandom it's crazy so do you remember the summer games that they would play in oakland like the other day it would come out on tv do you remember that yeah a little bit i would be super excited because i get to watch angels in the middle of the day like that's oh crazy, but now instant access you can watch Angels on anything on on, on your tablet on your tablet on TV. your phone. Um, every game is on TV MLB Network. You get the MLB pass or whatever it is. You get and, to listen to this fine podcast. Yeah, the only Angels. Time. I mean, that's the trip, right? The only Angels podcast, by the way, that you can <laughs> the best and the yeah only. that you can subscribe to on Google Play and on iTunes. And if you have a Spreaker account, you can go on Spreaker.com. And check us out. Why not subscribe and listen to the podcast there? You know, our our insights aren't. You know, we're not. We don't claim to be experts, but our opinions are those of fans. So you know, um, let's see. Where else do we go from here? Uh, looking forward to uh, this next week. We talked about it. We got these games against uh, Seattle. It's coming up next, right? Yeah, Seattle. Seattle's this weekend. They're up in Seattle. They have a three game set Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they're back home. For Houston, um, starting again, Monday's an off day. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is going to be Houston, and then Texas is coming in for the weekend. So, again, you know, you have mostly uh, AL West teams coming in. You have a couple AL, um, or the, the Central with Chicago and Cleveland coming in. But, yeah, so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of do or die now. I mean, they could be very, this time next week, if they have a bad week, we could be saying, you know, Pack it in. It's been fun, or they could be, a, you know, a game up in the wild card. It's just again, yeah. it depends on what team shows up, and at and at what point do do they start getting the pitching clicking? Seattle has a decent pitching staff over there. I know the other what, two weeks ago when we swept them, we just kind of got hot at that time. Right. Um, we're gonna need that again. I know. I don't know who's going for them, but I know they got a tough lefty in Paxton. Is he still? I was it Paxton. I think it's Paxton. I know they have a lefty that just gives the Angels fits. It yeah, was like, Paxton, yeah. Ah, uh, I hate seeing him. Um, oh, who's that other guy they have? He's another lefty. There's two lefties. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the other the other guy's name, but Paxton. If we have to deal with him, uh, man, Seattle is what about a game and a half away from us right now? 
In the wild, in the wild card, card, they're a little bit more than that. that. Yeah, or am I thinking of? You're probably thinking of both. There's so freaking many teams that are right there within striking distance that it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, even yeah. Texas is there. Yeah, I mean everyone's everyone's there, but uh, so we're a game out. Angels are a game out of the wild card. Baltimore's two games out. Texas is two and a half games out. Um, Seattle's all the way at four games out. Okay. They've been struggling as, as of late, but again, like we said, any team that gets hot, it can make a push for it. You know, um, but I mean the biggest ones that are on the Angels. Uh, tell is going to be Baltimore and Texas. Um, Baltimore, you have no, no control over because you don't play them. Texas, you still have three games against Texas. And those so. games against Texas, man, are not a uh, man. They don't play I, well against the Texas State. I team just, in every, I think I texted you when we were playing Texas. I'm like, what is with the Angels in Texas? I mean, it is a knockout, dragout game every time we play these teams. And then, you know, especially the Texas Rangers. Uh, dude, it, I can't. Oh, I, I just, the, the good thing was, well, not even the good thing. Beltre wasn't even in the lineup these last few games against them. And still gosh, them. dude, like that. You look at the teams that they have. You got, they have Mazzara in that. It, Mazzara, what's the dude? Gallo. Gallo's the guy, the big power uh, guy right now. They got Odor, Napoli who can hit a home run. Napoli, Odor. Um, Andrews who kills us yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, all these teams that, that are in that same area as the Angels have players on it. It's not like they're a bunch of, you know, whether it's Baltimore with Machado, um, you know, uh, Texas, kind of like what you were saying. Tampa Bay's made some moves at the deadline to get Duda in there. You always got Longoria in there, too. Um, so, yeah, so all these teams are, are playing, and again, no one's running away with it. No one's making it hard for the other team, you know. Everyone's around that, you know, six and four out of the last ten kind of that's kind a of streak, and that and the, like we, you kind of touched on it earlier. Is that a lot of times too that these teams are playing each other? So you're like, oh, I hope the Rays beat the Orioles right now. But oh man, the Rays are only three games back. Right. Same, oh yeah. man, you know, or Texas is playing Seattle right now. Oh, who do we want to win that right. game? So really, the only thing we can do is win the games that we're supposed to win. Take care of it. I mean, I'm say, I keep saying it every podcast, but that's the truth. You got to win the games that you have to win, like. The Oakland series. We needed to win that series. We did. Yeah. Two Would have been great to take the series and sweep them, but you're not going to win every game. The bullpen was taxed. The pitching rotation was below average. Right. Got to pick it up. Beat, we just got to pick up the pitching rotation. They need to pitch quality innings, quality games. I, I don't even know what else to say about the pitching staff. Offensively, I'm 100% set with that lineup. But people no, get mad when they – Oh well, why is Pennington playing today? You know, you got to give guys days off. You and, Pennington look at hasn't, and Pennington has not been, you know, uh, doing bad at all. He's actually been, I think, um, uh, one of the better uh, contributors in the short term uh, so far this year. Because, like I said, like he's a, not an everyday player. So the fact that between like him and then even uh, Revere. Um, these guys aren't getting reps every day. Ain't getting at bats every day. So the fact that they can come in after having like two or three days off and say, "Okay, contribute somehow," you know, and, and the fact that they do, I think, is a big uh, help to the Angels. So you know, any little, you know, Pennington's last eight, Pennington's last eight games playing, that's from August twenty fourth to the sixth. He's batting over four hundred. I mean, for a guy coming off the bench as a utility guy, you know, granted he's not going to give you that 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 big power number that has the grand slam in that time period yeah, yeah. but um, i mean you're batting over 400 421 with on base percentage of 455 for like i said a guy that's coming off the bench yeah. not getting every day yeah you know you're not losing a lot you're not losing a lot of production there and even too with with well well he doesn't really play against lefties so you need someone to come up and play third base and pennington camp okay so we'll say it again i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna ask the question to you daniel escobar is coming back soon I kind of say, well, you go with what's hot. If Escobar, and again, Escobar's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So you're not, it's not one of those things where, man, you got to deal with him in the offseason. You can just say, okay, goodbye, and yeah. then not have to worry about it. I, I honestly think it's to a point of this year where you're this close to a wild card uh, birth that you just, you literally play the hot hand. You play, yeah. if so and so has I mean, uh, a 10 game history going, like a crone or something like that, you yeah. keep him in. 
I think Crone has a 12-game history right now. You keep him in. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if, yeah. if Albuena has a history of hitting this guy really well, you keep him and say, Espar, hey, stay close because we can pitch hit you in the 7th, 8th inning. Yeah. And you, you're going to – or uh, not Albuena, but uh, you now. And you're going to have to make a contribution that way. Like, yeah, yeah, you might not like it. Yeah, it might – you know, might not be what you want, but guess what? This is what's going to happen because look where we're at. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. And and we posed a question in one of the polls uh, a few weeks ago. Is that we do we lose anything with Escobar being on? But hey, really then we really haven't. I mean, Luis numbers in the last month have been damn pretty damn good. And right. you know, he's got what 18, 19 home runs. That's crazy. Like that's third in the team. Yeah, he has eighteen home runs. And again, like you said, it's, it's if you take into account he didn't start the season on the roster because he was injured, and two, he had a horrible start to it so yeah. it's almost like he didn't really start playing playing until i would say like the all-star break but like i like you said that his his last month alone uh you know if you want to count august and then the couple the handful of games of september he's he's, he's been okay he's been all right he's his power numbers are there seven yeah, home runs seven home runs and uh 20 rbis are there he's yeah. on base you know at a 343 uh Average on base percentage because he's taking walks. I mean, and that's, that's that's what's been kind of impressive to me too. It's like, dude, he's an on base machine lately, you know? Right, and then that's and I think that's the biggest thing too is that um, getting on base. You get on base. A lot of these guys don't need to be um, like the the big bats. Like if they get them, great. But when you have an es- when you have a, a trout, when you have a pool holes, when you have a Simmons this year. If you can just get on base and let them hit you in, right. that's what you need. You don't need a bunch of solo run, solo home runs. Right. You know, you need that guy on base. Yeah, it's a two-run home run, or maybe you get three guys on base and you have a base clearing double. Yeah. You know, and three runs there. But I think the on base part is what really is. is well, I mean, even just you know, Luis getting on base the other day in front of Maldonado, who went right. and Maldonado home run. So. Well, and yeah, let's talk about Maldonado. 14 home runs on the season is a career high. Right. Did we? Ex- I didn't expect 14 home runs from uh, Martin Maldonado when we signed no, him. I, I said, who's Martin Maldonado? Like, you, I don't you know brought him in for the for the defense aspect. Of yeah. Because he's always been a really highly standing for an arm. Right. He's always been a highly defensive catcher, and you've always, um, and, and you know, when the season started, you would hear Renicky talk about him because he had him when yeah, Renicky playing with the manager in, uh, in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So they always talk high praises about his defense, but again, the the guy is just an extra bat that you did not see just coming did not at the beginning. It. Yeah, you didn't did see it coming it. at the beginning of the year. Um, again, so the power numbers are there. He's playing a shitload of games, a so I, I don't know how that's going to work innings out. Innings too, the, the innings, innings part, you know. Yeah, the constant up and down. Like, yeah, he might get pitched hit for in the ninth every once in a while, but, but for the most part. <laughs> He was playing like 11, 12 games in a row. And for a catcher, that's really rare to have that many oh, games yeah. in a row. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they'll get like six, seven games, and then they'll have a like a Sunday getaway day off. Right. You know, or they'll play like a first base if you have that kind of DH slot for your catcher. But, yeah, it, it's it's crazy to see what his production is, um, his power numbers. It's, it, he doesn't have a lot of RBIs because, again, he's he's in the bottom of the lineup. There's not a lot of times these people are on with him. But, you know, he's definitely a – a positive that the team did not expect offensively this year. The most home runs by an Angels catcher since Mike Napoli, guys. And that that was a while ago. Mike right. Napoli oh, hasn't yeah. been on the team since, like, what, 2010, 2011, 2010? So, I mean, you know, we had – I mean, it, coming out of the catcher's position, we haven't had much offense coming out of this since Mike Napoli left. So to get 14 home runs from our team, Aldonado, again, you know, people were talking a lot lately. It was like, well, we didn't pick up pitching – in the offseason, we didn't pick a pitch in the trade deadline. This is why we're struggling now. So a lot of people tend to forget what the, the moves that Epler made to make this team better. Martin Maldonado is one of those guys. You know, He's been more than not just offensively but defensively in the way he calls games. Um, he's He's been, I don't want to say a godsend, but, dude, he, he's filled in at the catcher's role. And Juan Graterol isn't your awesome backup. You know, so Martin kind of has to pick up the stack. I wonder, I wonder why Carlos Perez kind of fell off the face of the earth there for development us. time. Because like, like kind of how we were saying with Maldonado, Maldonado's going to play a lot of games in a row. So the reason why they took Perez, they still want to develop him. So he's not getting any better playing every two yeah. weeks. So the best thing you can do for a young player like that, go be the everyday player in Salt Lake, get your at bats, play five six days in a row. 
you know, develop that way because he's not going to develop when he's sitting on the bench and, and maybe pitch hitting every once in a while or playing every once in a while. So you need still need a development. He's not going to develop right. with a catcher like Maldonado playing almost every day. Right. Cool. All right. So with that being said, is there anything you want to touch on, Daniel, before we start wrapping it up and plugging our social media? Yeah, no, that's it. That's everything I have uh, jotted down. So, no, um, you know, big ups to Crone the last uh, – that guy's on fire. Last handful of games with uh, two home runs and 11 RBIs in the last, you know, uh, six games. So he's a guy to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Albert, they said he should play tomorrow. So that's something to look out for if he continues his hot streak. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, watch the games. Hopefully they're able to at least stay a one game out and able to produce uh, some more better better outings from the pitching. Yeah, yeah. Again, beat it. we're going to beat in it like a drum. Pitching, uh, starting pitching needs to go deep into games. I'm, I'm asking for at least six innings, you know. Right. Five, five. Give me five. I'll be, I'll be at least like, okay, at least do five innings, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like we, like I mentioned before, if you guys are listening to us on iTunes or on Google Play, and you want to send us a comment, and you're not on Facebook or, or any of those social media websites. Go ahead and hit us up on our uh, email, which is allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us your comments, your questions, concerns, whatever. Anything you guys want to, or shout out, whatever. Hit us up on there. Um, Where can they uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, um, so again, the Halo Haven account on Twitter and on Instagram. The same thing as Halo underscore Haven um, on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my personal Twitter is Dan Garcia eighty uh, seven. That's Twitter. Reach me there. Um, but yeah, so that's our uh, our personal and Halo Havens uh, social media uh, social media accounts. Okay, and then you can follow me on. And I always have to check. I never. That's right. the Halo Fan fifteen on Twitter. It's the Halo Fan fifteen on Twitter, and on Instagram it's Halos Fan fifteen twenty four on Instagram. Um, big shout out real quick. I want to quickly say happy birthday to Anthony Henson uh, from the uh, Just Another Halo Victory uh, fan page on Facebook. It's his birthday today. I think he turned 21. <laughs> Again. Again. Um, happy birthday, Anthony. He's a big Angels fan. does a lot of uh, charity work. Uh, I know he, he sells merchandise and he sells giveaways and the profits go to the Children's Hospital in Orange County. I'm not sure. What, I think Chalk or one of those. Um, so he does a lot of good stuff. Big Angels fan. Um, you can always catch him just wandering around the stadium every day. And a shout out to all the guys that uh, sent us questions on uh, our email. Uh, Mike, Jeff, and Rob. Thank you guys for sending those in. Um, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, thank you to Chris Security Johnson and Halo Haven here at We're Halo back. Haven headquarters. We're back. We weren't on uh, Facebook Live last week. We had some uh, technical difficulties, but we're back here moving forward. It's not as hot. I didn't sweat as much today, so that's a big up right there. Um, so thanks to Chris and uh, everybody else. We will catch you guys next week. I'm Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. And this has been another edition of the All Angels Podcast. that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.